Alistair, there's only three receiving stones out there. Miss Sky said... Yes, 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 okay, all right, but we have a duty to... All right. This is WSPR, The Whisper. Seashallow's best, only news sending. Send casting live since yesterday. Hello, and welcome to WSPR, The Whisper, bringing you all the news that's fit to hear here in Seashallow. I am Alistair Featherbright, current denizen of the Third Ring, your host, along with my partner in not crime, <laughs> Rocky Grenadierite. Hello. As we've already done a tour of our offices... Basement. ...already, we'll briefly mention again that the specialized receiving stones to tune into WSPR's Sendcast are available at the workshop of Miss Skylar Crowspark in the Third Ring. We hope that you, our three wonderful listeners... Hello, Mum. ...will encourage your friends and neighbors to join our supporters. Today's items of interest bringing you a piece of news from each of our Fair City's five rings. In the inner ring, a source tells me that the All-Island Alliance invited a delegation from Notlantis to the city to discuss matters of trade and oceanic rights a short while ago. King Anchor Starfish agreed to send a member of the royal family along with an entourage, and the representative has supposedly arrived and been housed in government apartments on the Northern Ark. The Kingdom of Nortlantis has long resisted any overtures from Aya or other island kingdoms and states, maintaining that it alone has dominion over the seabed of the archipelago and not infrequently sinking ships that were claimed to have threatened that sovereignty or the kingdom's interests. The Aya official I spoke with referred to the delegation as a success for the Alliance and hoped to have fruitful discussions with the Royal Nortlantian in question. In the third ring, spider kittens got loose from Shampoodles, a magical pet and grooming store. About 23 of them ran down Waterlily Canal before stopping at the water. They seemed scared. Local residents, including Mix Russell Blackhelm, 135, helped gather the kittens and return them. Mix Blackhelm, a baker, said they hoped to adopt a kitten. A rather nice bookstore was unexpectedly teleported, or otherwise magically transported, within the second ring. All Eyes and Earmarks, a small shop specializing in histories and studies of the archipelago's many species and their islands, was until two days ago located on Spellright Way and had been for some 15 years. The owner, a Mr. Tide, has been living above the shop for the entirety of that time and informed me that this morning his door unexpectedly opened onto the Plaza of the Diviner, some 20 arc degrees off its customary position. He sighed deeply as he speculated this was due to some wizard stuff. Mr. Tide was disconsolate as he surveyed his new storefront, wondering aloud if his customers would be able to find their new location and bemoaning the lack of a good seaweed biscuit shop nearby. 
The College of Conjuration refused to comment on this or any other unexpected teleportation, and thus no explanation is forthcoming. We at WSPR will be making further inquiries at the Collegium and the previous address of all eyes and earmarks. Why do you keep saying we? In the fourth ring today, a school of flying fish in one of the public aquariums began spontaneously singing in a language that I later learned was abyssal. About 36 of the fish rose to the surface of the aquarium and began to chant in unison, mildly disturbing passers-by. After a short time, the possession or magical compulsion seemed to leave the fish, and they returned to more normal, fish-like activities. And now, the weather. It's still nice. Archdruid Tefist did not answer the questions. I shouted into their grove. I couldn't find them. So, we still do not know if they will stop the storm headed our way. I think you should weatherproof your home. Ask your local council guard station. Hello, friends. It's Colin just popping in for one quick moment to say, I hope you're really enjoying the show. We love making it, and it would be super cool if you wanted to leave us a rating and a review on Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you're listening to us. It helps new listeners find the show. We get a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling inside when we read them, and that would be excellent. If you really love the show, why don't you head on over to patreon.com slash the roll report. Maybe you can support us. If you do that, you might even get ad-free episodes. No more listening to me seeing this thing in a variety of ways and for a little extra you will get extended interviews the full interview with Connie Chung and Isha Mehta coming up this month and everyone else coming up later this year and while you're at it hop on over and follow us on Instagram and TikTok we are at the Roll Report cast that would be super cool back to the show in light of yesterday's undead attack, WSPR is determined to provide the full story to you, our listeners. And to this end, we have acquired a second modified sending wand so that we might report from the city rather than our offices. You will report from the city instead of this basement. So, I will be leaving shortly for our first field send. Note to self, really must think of better names for things. I will be leaving shortly to investigate the incident with the vessel Reef Cutter and its cargo of unexpected zombies, taking this wonderful new piece of artifice with me. I shall report in to Rocky, and to you of course, dear listeners, as I make progress. Well then, Rocky, over to you! Over what? Be careful, Alistair. Okay. An update on the wizard's tourney. The tourney is... One week away. No stadium has been built. My third cousin, Ember, is studying transmutation and told me the archmages of the Collegium are working on it. Archmage Caristus 
has been seen leaving city council looking flustered. Although Ember says that is how he always looks. WSPR will wait for Alistair's report, I guess. I set out to determine where the undead cargo crates had been shipped from, first inquiring at the dock where the reef cutter had landed yesterday. I was directed to the Eastern Arc's dockmaster, dock mistress, Mrs. Rosamond Underwave of Sweetwater, in her office just off of Galleon Canal. Mrs. Underwave informed me that the shipping manifests were none of my business, and that she had an urgent appointment, and left. <clears throat> WSPR's sources, yes, yes, sources, however, indicate that the cargo aboard the reef cutter had been sent to Sea Shallow from several of the eastern islands of the archipelago, and that the crates containing the undead were addressed to the Collegium of Mages from an unknown sender on the island of Uthon. Mrs. Underwave, confronted with this information, unleashed what I believe was a string of expletives in Halfling and... <clears throat> allowed me to examine shipping schedules for today. I noticed that two ships were scheduled to arrive bearing cargo bound for the Collegium, and proceeded to the southwestern arc to learn of the vessel Gull's Wing. However, when I arrived at its dock, I found it cordoned off by a detachment of council guards, with several injured citizens being tended to by clerics, as a number of the guards collected broken crates and what appeared to be bone fragments and body parts nearby. A Mr. Phineas, uh, who a turtle who refers to himself as a world traveler, was able to inform me, through a song played by hitting parts of his shell in a most amusing way, that shortly before my arrival the crates had burst into a horde of undead creatures. The guards had arrived and dealt with them, but not before the creatures had attacked the good people I saw being treated. Clearly, no more was to be learned at the scene, as the guards had begun their investigation. I travelled to the northern docks, hoping to intercept the heart of the isles before it landed and discharged cargo. I fortuitously arrived right as it was docking, and took up what I imagined would be a simple observational post behind some crates. I did have time to notice an unusual passerby, a young water genasi with an octopus in her hair, accompanied by a human, of all things, before the cargo being unloaded from the heart began breaking apart. In a moment, I found myself obliged to join a fight against these undead intruders with the pair I mentioned, as well as an elderly sailor from the heart and its captain. Skeletons and a huge undead ogre threatened us, but with magic and with might we drove them back. The, the elderly sailor deployed lightning to great effect along with the water genasi terribly discordant singing and the human's wondrous skill with a blade. Surely he must be one of those blessed by one of our many gods. He was even able to revive his companion after the ogre had delivered a knockout blow. Believing us to be safe, I just introduced myself as the last foe fell. And I learned these brave individuals were Yorick of the vessel Heart of the Isles, Galen, a mercenary for the Scarlet Osprey, and none other than the Princess Rivulet Starfish, the seventh daughter of the King of Nortlantis and delegate to the city. 
As shocked as I was by this, it was nothing compared to my shock as the remnants of the undead amalgamated into a giant beast seemingly bent on continued rampage before it was struck to the ground by the legendary adventurer Vec Cloudwatcher, the captain of the Scarlet Osprey here in Seashallow. Oh, oh dear, um... Uh, she's coming over to speak with us. Uh, Rocky, Rocky, get this story out. I'll send more when I can. I received this sending from Alistair recorded on a send casting wand. We here at WSPR gods. Now I'm saying it. We at WSPR will update you when we can. If you would like to report items of interest, send me a paper bird. Rocky Granadierite. I hope Alistair is okay. How does this shut down?